Hey, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And on today's episode, we have an interview. I thought I was going to be slowing down interviews for a while. I really did. But I ended up doing an interview with a man named John Keegan, who is a very popular dating coach similar to me. He's in the New York area, and he's got a lot of great information to share, so I wanted to have him on the podcast. So we're going to get to that interview in a bit. I just want to give you some updates here. Really quickly, a lot of you guys don't know about my program called Hooked, and I strongly suggest if you are looking for a program that is extremely affordable, that teaches you every step of the way from the minute you approach a girl all the way to being in a relationship with her and everything in between, then I highly suggest that you check out this program. You can check it out at getherhooked.com. That's the URL that will take you to a website with a video that explains all about the program itself. Again, teaching you all my techniques on how to get over your shyness, how to confidently approach women, beautiful women at that, and be able to learn how to meet and attract the girls that you're actually interested in instead of just waiting for the best thing to come around. So I teach you how to do that in the program, and if you don't know about it, well, now you know. So check it out, getherhooked.com. All right, so on today's episode, we're talking with John Keegan about how to be yourself but still get women. You get that dating advice all the time. Oh, just be yourself and she'll like you. Just be yourself and it should be fine. But we both know that that is the worst advice you can give someone. However, there is a way to actually access the idea of being yourself and still attracting women. And it's probably one of the most powerful ways. It's just that we're not taught that in the correct way. So John teaches us on this episode how to do that properly and explains why it's so powerful. So I'm going to just get right to it. Here's my interview with John Keegan. Hey, John, how you doing, man? Doing great, Trip. Good to talk to you. Yeah, great to talk to you too. Glad we were able to get on a call and do a little interview here. Uh, you, you, I, I don't want to speak for you. Let's just have you tell the guys listening what you're all about, how you got started, how you know what you know, and you know basically uh, why people should trust you in terms of of this information. Yeah, well, uh, it's an interesting story. You know, I started. I've been coaching almost ten years. And uh, it all started here for me. I'm in New York City right now. That's where it all started for me. And originally, uh, I had no intention of becoming a you know, dating expert. I was here uh, being an actor, doing lots of plays, you know, living in a hoarder's apartment, uh, just getting by, you know, um, and exploring that dream. And uh, along the way, it, it just became like a... Um, it became that I wasn't really making any money. <laughs> and uh, And... and and then I just kind of just was kind of hit like a, a bottom where it was, who am I going to become? Who, you know, I, I thought I was going to have all these things in life. And I thought through acting, I would become this great guy. But through acting, uh, you know, I had a lot of great experiences, but I hadn't uh, created anything worldly. And I made a decision that, you know, I actually might not become a, a well-known actor, but what I, what I could do is become amazing at meeting and connecting with women. Because even though I had had girlfriends, at that time I was going through a breakup with a girl who was pretty, but we didn't get along at all. And I just kept hanging on to her because I, it was something I had, you know, I didn't, you know, didn't want to let go of what I had, even though it was no good. And finally, uh, you know, it was over and I just decided that I had a lot of anxieties, a lot of fears around approaching beautiful women. And they were, you know, in New York City, they're, you know, flooding at you all day and it can be like beat you up if, if you don't 
um, how to stop them. If you don't know how to have a conversation, you don't know how to connect them. So uh, at that time, there was very little information on how to meet women, and any information that was out there um, was, you know, like kind of superficial or seedy or tacky or, you know, I didn't resonate with these people. So I was already a guy who was into his health, into creative arts, into spirituality, and I uh, didn't want to go to an L.A. nightclub and, you know, bounce around with uh, 21-year-old ditzes. So what I did was uh, I hit the streets of New York and I looked at it as a spiritual endeavor, if you will, you know, as some that as I undergo this process, I'm going to remove the blocks that are blocking me from all abundance. So every, I realized that women were bringing up this fear, these insecurities in me, and I needed to go through them to become who I really was. And so little by little, I taught myself through a process of fading in, through a process of like changing my own behaviors, through just going up and saying hi and walking away, going up, giving, getting directions, walking away, going up, giving a compliment, walking away, and getting into this, the process is more important than the outcome. And that every time I go and talk to women, I become more me. I become more John Keegan. And that's what started to happen for me. I started to gain confidence. And then, of course, I started to uh, challenge myself more and more. Like, now I'm going to move into the conversation. And now I'm going to uh, really get to know her. And now I'm going to uh, tease her. And now I'm going to do this. And now I'm going to ask five girls out every single day, no matter what. Even if they're looking at me like uh, they're going to call the cops, I'm going to ask them out. And I did that. And through that process, you know, I went through the the limiting beliefs of my mind, the, you know, the dark voices that tell you no, the ones that lie to you and tell you you're not good enough. And I went through them and I discovered myself uh, in, in the social world, in the flirting world, in the world with women. Of course, I began to have great adventures with women like, you know, instant, instant, you know, hangouts and, uh, you know, uh, going out, meeting her in the afternoon and going uh, through the park and having a glass of wine and ending up back at my place and waking up the next day and going for breakfast. Uh, and then, of course, meeting great girlfriends. And in that, in doing that, it was just something for me. I felt like I had achieved something amazing. And any, and at that time, I was so excited about talking to all these people that I had never talked to before that anyone who saw me do it thought I was a magician. And, you know, how did you do that? What's going on? You should teach other people that. And I didn't want to. But then uh, one day, uh, I realized I put an ad on Craigslist because back then, uh, in 2007, Craigslist was a thing. And uh, I put an ad on Craigslist and I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, how can I do it in a way that I would want to do it? And so I put this thing kind of like uh, I said, awaken to a new reality. I learned to meet and connect with women anywhere and everywhere. And, uh, and then I didn't, you know, I didn't know who was going to respond. So I just used this name like I just put awaken. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of guys uh, started contacting me. And I met this first guy in Central Park and I, I took him out and I just showed him how to meet, you know, I just showed him what I do and he was just amazed. And then it all, and then he gave me a hundred bucks and I was like, wow, somebody just paid me for that. And then I, then it started to become like, even though I had done a lot of things in my life, it was really felt good. And then I started to say, I started to take all the, I went to school for psychology. I did all this uh, acting training. 
I uh, was into the Zen-like things, and I started saying, how can I help other people become who they want to become? How can I help people who are coming to me transform? How can I have to transform them from the inside and from the out? How can I teach them how to uh, love and accept themselves and love being themselves and have fun being themselves and move past these limiting beliefs? And how can I teach them the skills to break the ice, to have a conversation, to ask a girl out, to touch her that leads into intimacy? How can I do that for these guys? So over time, I developed a program uh, that uh, is very powerful and highly effective. And um, at one point, as I was figuring all that out, uh, I was, you know, we started to get paid for it. And uh, but it wasn't getting paid. I wasn't had enough flow yet. And a friend of mine said, "Why don't you put a flyer up?" Uh, about being a dating guy. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. And he's like, yeah, just do it. So I said, all right, if I'm going to put a flyer up, how would I do it? So I wrote a poem. And the poem was like, there she is, bright and shining eyes, uh, walking past you, you didn't say hi, uh, sitting next to you at the cafe, you didn't say hi, standing next to you in the subway, you didn't say hi. Sounds like a long day. And anyway, uh, and I just put this website I just made. And... The whole the city took it down within an hour. They don't like flyers, by the way. In case you were thinking of putting one up, uh, <laughs> but that day, some uh, a reporter from the New York Times read it, and this was in 2009. And he he called me the next or emailed me the next morning, and we talked. And even that, uh, he's like, "Hey, we're going to do this full spread story on you. Uh, we're really interested in this. We interview you, and then we have this photographer follow around and take pictures, and we use your picture and your name." And I was like, "Whoa! I just wasn't ready to be this guy. I was, you know, I still hadn't really come to terms that I'm this guy." And so I was like, "I don't think I want to do that," <laughs> you know. Uh, and that's how you know I, I was uh, fostering my imaginary acting career that I hadn't had, you know. So. Um, Anyway, I went back, I looked at the site, this one in eight million thing. It was really beautiful, these beautiful vignettes of people's lives. And I decided to do it. And this Pulitzer Prize winning photographer followed me around. And a great reporter interviewed me. And they made this beautiful thing. And six weeks later, it was all over the world. And that's when I really became, uh, that's when I really began from that day forth to take it very, very serious. And, you know, life changed a lot from then on. And, um, so that's that's kind of where it's at. Now, since then, I've worked with thousands of guys, a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching, and that's really my thing. Is uh, even though I do, you know, uh, group coaching from time to time, I do a lot of one-on-one, -on -one long-term programs that help really change these guys. That's amazing. That's amazing. So when you um, when that you said that article came out about you, right? Yeah. Did yeah. that did that change everything for your business? I mean, did you get a lot of people, you know? realizing who you were and coming to you and, and getting coaching from you? Yeah, so you can imagine in my mind I'd never been exposed like that. You know, I'd always hoped to be exposed like that as an actor, but I had never been exposed like that as anything. And it was a very controversial thing, and they called it, they, they gave it a title, and uh, you can look it up. It's online. It's called the, the New York Times, The Ladies' Man. And uh, I thought it was funny because I would never call myself that, but uh, The Ladies' Man. And uh, it was very, even though it's a re it's a really beautiful piece. I mean, they made an art piece, and I just happened to be the subject. And they did they treated me well at a time when they could, where people were thinking, you know, this guy could be predatorial, this or that. Um, 
And if you look at the comments in there, 50% of them were like, this guy, it was like a Rorschach test. This guy's amazing. He's beautiful. He helps people. And then the other 50%, he's evil. He's a predator. He's a mooch. He's this, you know. And for my little brain at the time, I hadn't been exposed like that. It really got the flu reading all that, you know. Uh, uh, but then, of course, uh, that was just the beginning. And then the very next day, Marie Claire was calling me, Men's Health. Um, and then on, I was on in Fox and Friends for a while. And then, you know, just to this day, I'm on TV fairly often and uh, in, you know, these major magazines and newspapers fairly often. And what it did, so obviously it helped uh, people recognize me. And, and it, it set me as, you know, the dating expert and a guy um, as uh, as a guy that, oh, it wasn't the creepy guy. He was this guy helping people be genuine and authentic. And, um, and then, then what, then of course, what it did for me personally, it just helped me resolve that I'm going to work on this. I'm going to give this thing a go. You know, I'm going to really, I'm, it's not going to be a side thing. It's my thing. You know? Right. That's so cool. And uh, it's interesting how you've, you're, you're kind of like me. I think we started in a very similar way and I think we both, um, have differentiated ourselves from more of the pickup culture mm. and, you know, teach more kind of natural methods and, you know, teach more of the, hey, you can, you can be yourself and not be someone else and still be able to attract, you know, a high quality woman. So, you know, yeah. I think that it's, it's actually very Absolutely. controversial advice, be yourself, very controversial. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's BS and it doesn't make any sense. And uh, then there's people like us who, who say, no, there's a way to do it. Um, but, you know, I, I think the way we teach it, it's not just like, hey, be yourself. Good luck. You know, the, the, there's more to it right. than that. You know, the be yourself yeah. advice is coming from the, the, I always say it comes from the best girlfriend. You know, like that one girlfriend who you had who's just a friend. And, you know, you're coming to her for advice and you're like, hey, you're a girl. You know, what do I do to attract a woman? You know, because I, 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 you know, you'll have the information, and and then the girl says, "It's just really easy. Just be yourself. We just want you to to be yourself." And then a guy takes that information, and he might go off and try to be himself, but still, it doesn't it doesn't work, right? So then he finds someone like you or I when we're saying something similar, but we're teaching it in a different way. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, absolutely. Now that's great because it is. I uh, it is be yourself. But who who is yourself? You know, what does it mean to be yourself? And you know, obviously, I had to think a lot about that. To be yourself, to be your best self, your real self, your authentic self. What does it mean? Well, uh, essentially, there there's you beyond fear. Let's start there. First, you're the guy who's beyond fear. You are you are not. Let me tell you who you are not. You are not all. You are not the guy in your head that tells you why you're not good enough, why you're not tall enough, or rich enough, or in shape enough, or why now is not the right time, or why the world stinks and why she's not. You are not that guy. That guy is a low frequency going through your brain. We call him fear or apprehension. And when you walk past that guy every time you feel him and are listening to him and you stop listening to him and you, and you listen to your instincts, you, listen, you follow your desires to connect with women and be social and be yourself and, and express yourself, that's when you become you in that moment, in that moment out there in the present moment in the now, you discover yourself beyond fear. 
authenticity, you know, without sounding like a professor, but it is interesting to know that the word comes from uh, the ancient Greeks, and it really meant to be true to yourself, and, and with the opposite of an authentic was a coward. So someone who is fear-based thinker, someone who uh, walks away from challenge, someone who hides when, when, he wants to, when he should be going in is a coward. And the opposite is true of an authentic. An authentic man is aligned with his instincts, which is in all of our heterosexual instincts are to connect with women. All of our human instincts are to connect with others. And he transcends he transcends the apprehension, the fear, the dark voices in the moment they arise, and he steps into the present moment. The next place he can be himself is when he doesn't have an outcome in mind. When you're attached to an outcome, you have to get the girl's number, you have to get laid, you have to get this girl to be your girlfriend, then you lose your way because then it's ego-driven. And that's not who you are either. But if you're instinct driven, you just want to connect and you want to let the story unfold as it unfolds instead of make the story, force the story. So being attached to an outcome leads to seeking approval. If you're seeking someone's approval, then you are not yourself. You're not being true to yourself. You're not being true to the other person you're listening to. You're actually falling into Mr. Nice Guy Syndrome, which is actually not very nice to anybody, not to yourself or the person you're talking to, because you're then manipulating that person to try to get this desired outcome that, you so, that your ego so wants. So you are you beyond fear. You are you beyond the need for any specific outcome. And then you are you at your best, truly, when you're actually listening and relating with another human being, really listening to them, taking them in and, and finding the commonalities, discovering who they are and responding off of them from you without the need for a specific outcome. I think that's kind of an interesting way to put it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I hardcore agree with basically everything you're saying there. You know, yeah. and and yeah, I like what you were saying before. Is like, there's, it's like you have to, you know, w w as a person who's not fully evolved yet, who hasn't um, really been able to um, overcome a lot of their fears and their worries and doubts and anxieties. You know, they associate themselves with those worries, fears, and doubts, and that's where the confusion happens, where we think that that's who we are. But really, we're below that. And I think that's what you're kind of trying to say here, too. You know, it's like, you, you know, the problem with the original be yourself advice is that you're not being yourself if you're just, you know, going out there and trying to do your best. And a lot of it, it's not going to even end up happening because you're still paralyzed by the fears, the doubts, and the insecurities. And I think it's about being able to get below that and to find the true you that exists in that authentic space, right? That you were saying it's like is is almost like that courageous space. Like that's where you are. So you have to first find where you are, and that that's a lot. That's a huge process there, and I'm sure that you help with that in terms of of your coaching, John. And and also it takes a lot of learning about mindfulness and the ego and and meditation and things like that to get down to your true self. And it's like once you find that space, that's where all the magic happens. I mean, that's kind of 
a little bit of me interpreting what you're saying and also some of my own beliefs too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're right on the same page. You know, I, I think what you find is when you when you're a master of something, you know, um, you've been doing it a long time. I've been doing it a long time. You just become, um, you know, you become a master from the constant doing and exploring and uh, not just a master at meeting connected women, but master at helping people transform, which is both what, what we do. And um, I find that those people that have walked that path in some way come to similar conclusions, you know. Um, and it can start to sound like, wow, what are you teaching Buddhism or something? I'm like, well, I'm not. No, it's just, you know, I think these are the conclusions that happens when you when you fall. You know, I come from a certain perspective, uh, the more of a spiritual sort of self-evolving, self-actualization perspective, and that leads me to talk like that. But I think when you master something, you come to similar conclusions as other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's definitely where we are. So let me ask you this. Maybe you can help some of the guys who are listening, you know, give us some how-tos. How do we get to that spot? How do we really achieve that? And I know that, you know, it's not going to be something that's simple. Maybe there's a process that you teach or um, something that we can, you know, do to practice to be able to access our true authentic self. Absolutely. This is great because what it is is we're talking about this inner journey and it's so important and it's really the most important thing. But the only way to achieve it is through the doing. And the great news is, is, is that, you know, like, if you've ever tried to, maybe somebody here is a great guitar player. I always, I tried a lot of years. I never got good at it. You know, um, this is a lot easier than getting good at the guitar. You know, it doesn't take a year for your hands to start shaping to the guitar. You know, uh, what you need to do here is go from not doing to doing, and you don't need to be good at it or think I, when you remove the need for an outcome, guys, I'll just say that and then I'm going to give you some exercises. But when you remove the need that every time I walk up to a girl, my life is on the line, uh, I'm going to be uh, shattered, she's not going to like me, that, that, when you remove that and just say, hey, as soon as I walk up to any woman that I want to talk to and I say hi, as soon as I wave my hand at her and say hi, I win. Because I've gone from not doing to doing, and that's the hardest thing. And that's the, that's how you create the habit of being a social man, of being a, a guy who dates and has lots of options with the women he wants to date. From go, by going from not doing to doing and having this mindset, as soon as I say hello, I win. Anything else after that is gravy. Now, uh, so a lot of times what I'll teach clients to do is literally walk down a street, you know, if you're in a city, and just wave at women and say hello. Just wave as you're walking by. Hello, hi, and you know it, it could feel real goofy at first, uh, but it's a great exercise. It almost teaches you everything you need to know in one one hand wave. Because in the internal size, you wave at somebody, you do it with commitment, with real alacrity. You want them to see you, and then also you um, you just give a nice soft tone, hi. And there, there's really only three responses that they might have. One is that they say hi back and smile. Another is, is they don't see you, which usually happens because you actually just had flipper arms and didn't really try. Or B or whatever, C, um, they just kind of look at you like you got two heads, I don't know you, you fucking with me, what's going on here? And all three of those are great responses. Or actually, two of them are great responses because um, you're doing it. And it's not about what they do or don't do. And it teaches you that it's not about overanalyzing what they do or don't do or what they're thinking. 
It's about you going from not doing to doing. And once you start creating that habit, that's how you get past your fear of rejection. That's how social being not needing an outcome. That's how being social and becoming a flirt um, stops being such a, a, a horrible nightmare. And then you can kind of add on that. And you walk by, people still don't want anything, and you just throw a compliment about something they're wearing, like, hey, great hat, or love your flower shirt, or, uh, oh, man, Robert Plant, love Robert Plant. You just keep walking, uh, and you just throw those compliments out. So now not only are you going from not doing to doing, but you're engaging your observations. And um, the root of connecting with people on every level is to be a great listener, and it starts with engaging, uh, observing your eyes. And I would do that five times a day, every day this week, and that'll be 35 times by the end of the week. And it would literally, like in a city like New York or any walking city, I could do that in any neighborhood, even the quietest neighborhood, probably within one block, say hi to five people. So I think that's a good exercise. Yeah, there is something uh, I learned about when I was learning about habits, was this idea, uh, this technique called the one push-up exercise. Mm. And... Uh, the whole idea is, you know, getting started working out is really difficult. So they say, you know, one of the biggest leaps into taking action is the first action. It's harder to do the first action than any of the rest of it. Basically, what you're saying here, getting started is one of the hardest parts. So the whole idea behind the one push-up method is every day, you know, this is if you want to work out, is you just set in your in your uh, calendar to do one push-up. And naturally what ends up happening is you do more than one push-up, right? It's like you're already there, so you end up doing a little bit more. And you know, I'm just relating that again to what you're saying is because the hardest thing for these guys, the guys who are listening, is just getting started. There's so much fear of the unknown and fear of failure that gets them to, to stop. And I think one thing you're kind of saying here is, is it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't really matter what the outcome is or um, or really anything that happens from taking these actions. The most important part is just doing it. And I think that's something that you and I both did when we got started is, you know, at least I can speak for myself when I say when I got started, I threw away all ego and and, and outcome dependency. I said, you know what? At the end of the day, it's better to do something than nothing because if I do nothing, I'll still end up in the same place. So I might as well just do something, forget about what happens from it, and just experiment and see. And in that positive mindset of, hey, I'm going to do this as an experiment and see what comes from it was really powerful because it got me moving. It got me taking action. It got me going out and talking to more people and talking to more girls and lessening the fear of rejection because to me, it was almost equivalent to not doing anything at all. So that, that's kind of what, what helped me through the process. And I think guys need to kind of go out there and say, hey, let's do one push-up. You know? And that could be, in this case, just saying hi to one girl. You know, Going out there and saying hi to one girl. And you find that, if, hey, if you end up doing that, what ends up happening is, yeah, you know what? It wasn't so bad. So you do it again and you do it again. And then the next day, you do it a couple more times. And you know, all of a sudden... You know, next day you get someone writing a whole article on you on the, on the New York Times, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, that's what's amazing is that you know, like I like to tell that story because it's almost unbelievable. But a guy who was living in a hoarder's lair, just trying to you know, paying five hundred bucks a month to get by, 
and couldn't talk to any women, then ends up being in the New York Times is that women. That, and that's what any of us can, you know, we all have our own journey, but any of us can go from this absolute despair to a guy with abundance. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So well, let me ask you this then. What's the first thing a guy can do tomorrow? They're listening to this podcast. It's the, you know, at this point, I think this is like 181 this episode and they're sure they've listened to a lot of other podcasts and I want to talk to the guy right now who hasn't taken a bit of action. He hasn't done anything and he's finally listened to this and this is speaking right to him and he's thinking, wow, I can't believe this is speaking right to me because I am the person who has not done anything yet and now it must be uh, the universe saying that this is finally time to get started because we're about to give this person the ultimate tip to get started tomorrow with no excuses. What could you tell this guy? Oh, that's great, man. What can he do? And I think, you know, we could go through all, you know, if we went backwards and say, hey, what are your goals? You know, like right now you feel like you are in a haze. You know, everything's going fast. You're like a rabbit banging around in your brain. And, and ultimately, um, you can get to this place where you're like Neo in the Matrix. And when the people shoot at you, you can slow, slow time down and see the bullets and you know what's coming next. Right? So what we want to do is get you in that place. And so the first thing is, is, you know, well, we're going to tell you the first action thing, but first you want to know your goals. What do you want to achieve? Keep them small. I just want to start being social. I want to go from not doing to doing. I want to start having fun being social is another goal. I just want to be a social man. Remove the agenda. Really just remove it. Now, I don't need to get a girlfriend today. I don't need to get laid today. I don't need any of that today. I just want to go outside of myself. And that's all you're doing. You're going outside of your head. And inside your head, you're, you're stuck in this land of all that I am not. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to be this. They don't like me because of that. But outside of your head, just on the other side of that, is like uh, this beautiful wonderland where everything's the sun is shining and the fountains are flowing and girls are smiling at you. Life is happening on the other side of those voices. And then you get focused on all that I am. So the first thing I would do is remind yourself who you are, not who you're not. I know that I'm not a billionaire. I don't need to keep telling myself I'm not a billionaire. But I do know that I'm a kind man. I know that I'm a funny person. I know that I'm a good friend. I know that I'm creative. I know that uh, I'm persistent. I know these things about myself and more. And it just, you know, and none of them are a lie. None of them are fabricated. None of them are out of my reach. But I remind myself of who I am. Then I want you to step outside, remind yourself who you are, the good things about who you are, not who you're not, and not what you don't have. What do you have? Oh, I got, you know, I got a pair of pants on. I got a cool pair of sneakers. I'm going outside. That's it. Then you go outside and literally um, you want to stop just like Tripp said. It's this simple. I mean it actually could – like I'd love to paint some crazy picture for you. But it, you want to just stop one person and ask them for directions and really get the directions. Just that simple. If you were to do that one thing, if, be, if waving at people and saying hello feels too weird for you, then stopping and asking for directions, but really getting direct directions. Make sure you repeat the directions, all those things. And then stop on top of that and just give someone a full-on compliment and keep walking. I mean, that's the one thing that I've seen change guys more than anything. They're in fear. They can't believe it. They've never done it in their whole 30-plus years, sometimes 40, sometimes 50. Some, 
And then all of a sudden they want to give a girl a compliment without wanting anything in return. And then the girl's just like smiles and lights up. And the guy, and, and the guy just can't believe that happened. Now, she might not smile and light, not, not, and light up. And if you're really nervous, all your fears might come true and she might look at you real nasty, you know. Uh, but it's not about her. It's about you going from not doing to doing. So that's the one thing I can, I can tell these guys is to change their perspective and get off the outcome, get into the process, and make and believe that in this and have faith in this. And I think, you know, we could talk for 10 years, but faith is the thing you need to have. And Tripp can tell you, and I can tell you, and anyone who's walked this path can tell you, you've got to have faith in yourself. You've got to have faith that in this part, that this is your role in nature. It's your job. There's no way out of it. It's your job in nature and in our crazy society where it's, you get all these mixed messages. It's your job. There's no way out. Tinder can't help you out. Um, the girls are, certainly aren't going to help you out. You've got to take all the risks. You've already learned that. That's why you're in pain because you're not taking them. You've got to take all the risks from hello to getting personal to asking her out to setting up the date to asking her to be your girlfriend, to asking her to marry you, to having a, to say, hey, babe, let's do a threesome. Whatever the risk is, it's yours to take. And when you accept that that's your role in this life and there's no way out of it, then you models will become the best you can at it. Then the first step is to walk outside without needing anything and just have faith that as I go through this process, everything I desire is coming to me. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But, and, but eventually will be just around the corner. Although anything can happen today. Maybe something I desire will come to me. And that's uh, what drives me every time I go into an, this endeavor is faith. Have faith that, you know, the universe is conspiring for you and not against you. Whereas a lot of us said, you know, I know I, I used to be a guy who thought it felt like everything was against me all the time. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize that if I changed my thoughts and my beliefs, great things would start happening for me. And clearly they did. And clearly, clearly they do. Um, so believe that the universe is working for you. And, the, and here's the universe loves people who are bold. Uh, be, you know, Van Gogh's, Van Gogh, I think you said, no, Van, uh, some guy that was famous, <laughs> he said, uh, there's, there's a genius in boldness. And it's true. When you take these bold steps, when you take that risk, all of a sudden it all kind of starts solving itself. Your brain cannot solve it, but taking the action will. All right. That was awesome, John. Well said. So if guys who are feeling inspired right now want to get some help from you, where would they find you? Yeah, my website is the awakened lifestyle at awakened, the awakened lifestyle.com. Or you could just Google John Keegan dating and you'll, my, my YouTube channel will come up. I got, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred videos up there that I think are really inspirational and uh, also tactical. And uh, those are the best places to find me. Awesome. So guys, if you want to do coaching with him, I highly endorse his work. As you can see, you know, him and I really have a lot of similar uh, values and teach kind of the same stuff. So I think he would be awesome. So guys, check him out. And John, thanks again for doing this. Thank you, Tripp. Glad to be on. All right. Take care.